everybody. Welcome to another episode of Project Rusty, the show where we take a break from playing video games to play with the news. I am Robert and I'm joined here by Austin. Hey, what's up? Mike. What's up? And our guest this week, Luke. Hello. And you know what it is we do here every week. We come together and we talk about the weird random stuff that happens in the games industry. And I want to throw the ball first at Mike. What have you brought to the table this week? So, uh, you know, they've been doing a lot of Sekiro Shadows Die Twice mods, right? Mm. The latest one, the latest, you know, popular one just, you know, came out. You could play as Woody from Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw this. Oh, God. You know, we talked about um, a mod like this before, didn't we? Have we? Well, just another toy that was in the game. Remember <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there's, there's like someone who just mods Thomas the Tank Engine into everything. I remember there was a Skyrim mod that replaces all the dragons with him. <laughs> I, lo- I love those mods, though. They're so good. They turn something that's so serious into something so goofy. And, and the Woody one is so funny, just watching him slaughter things <laughs> with this blank stare on his face. Oh <laughs> like, he has no remorse or anything. He's got those hollow dead eyes. Exactly. You know? Does he, like, have Woody voice lines? No, no. He doesn't have uh, any voices at all. Well, that's even creepier, isn't it? <laughs> I just what I really want to know is, does this model transfer over in the cutscenes? Yes. Oh, <gasps> oh beautiful. I, I watched it. the opening cutscene and it was Woody in the opening cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Lord Kuro is talking to this freaking cowboy toy. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's that. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> My favorite thing is I found a, a news story about this one, too. And in the article on Kotaku, uh, and there's a YouTube video linked by Ethan Gack. And the video is called Sekiro Woody versus Owl Father. No damage. As if the, the concept <laughs> of I can beat this boss without damage, <laughs> but playing as Woody is important. <laughs> It, it makes it sound like playing as Woody is some kind of handicap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you got some huge hitboxes or something. I don't know. He might. Yeah. His, his hat is pretty big. That or it might be something to do with the snake in his boots. Uh, Someone had to say it. Yeah. <laughs> God. I've been saying it the entire time trying to figure out how to slide that line in there. <laughs> I don't know. This, this does make me very happy, though. And I, I hope that more of this stuff happens in the future. With just other very serious games, uh, like I, I still remember uh, someone who modded the original Dark Souls and made every texture cheese pizza. Yeah, yeah, just a really high res JPEG of cheese pizza. Or another one of my favorite recent ones was uh, from Resident Evil Two. Uh, all the uh, Mister X ones. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. I'm pretty sure Mr. I've seen. I'm pretty sure I saw somebody replace Mr. X with Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. One too. of my favorites. One of my favorites was uh, Mr. X in a thong. Oh God! Oh, of perfect. X gonna only... give it to you. Yeah, it's a way to make him scarier. <laughs> my roommate used to mod uh, Super Smash, so like 
this was for uh, Smash Four. We would have Mr. Krabs as Wario, and it was amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I always played. I always played uh, Wario as Wario, disguised yeah, Mr. Krabs. I mean, it's amazing. You know, my question to the table: what what Woody is better from this year? Because we've got Woody from Kingdom Hearts Three, <laughs> basically telling off an embodiment of darkness. And kind of putting up a middle finger to the entire story of Kingdom Hearts by saying, I don't care about this. <laughs> or is it this Woody that can kill Owl Father with no damage? Oh, easily Sekiro Woody. I mean, yeah. I, look, I'm watching a video as we're speaking right now, and he has like blood stains on him and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's amazing. Oh, Woody. God, but, I, I'm waiting for the Buzz Lightyear ones. I hope that's the thing. <laughs> What if he has to fight Buzz Lightyear, Owl? Yeah. (laughs) Mod one of the bosses to be Buzz Lightyear. Uh, Hey, Luke, what have you brought to the table this week? Uh, I guess just like the new Doom news. I'm so unbelievably excited for Doom Eternal. So seeing a bunch of old Doom come to Nintendo Switch was very exciting. And Doom 3, which is a game I personally like, but always seems to get a mixed reception with people. Hmm. You know, I, I'm, I'm glad that those games are coming out for because, like, let's be realistic, right? There are people who live and breathe on this earth today that didn't even know Doom was a thing back in the '90s. You know mm. what I mean? Damn millennials! Yeah. Wait, wait a second. <laughs> but like, real talk, there probably are, right? They just yeah. kind of saw Doom 2016, and were like, "Whoa, this shooter's really cool." Um, so it's cool to see the the actual original games come out on platforms that are very easily accessible i will yeah, say just... what a shit show oh yeah. god yeah <laughs> how do you feel about that luke i want to sign in and uh what they're ported from a unity um build of it so it's not even like yeah so somebody yeah. on twitter pointed out that they think that's that like they ported i don't know about doom 3 but doom 1 and 2 they were like ported into unity in some way Hence why there's some changes, like you have to log in. I noticed, like, I think it looks a bit sharper overall. But the login stuff just made no sense. It's like, why do I have to log in to play a game from 1993? That was for free. Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, the reason for logging in per Bethesda was uh, playing those games would give you some sort of bonus or something in Doom Eternal. They just need to log uh, it into that account. Yeah, I think they're tying it to the Slayers Club stuff, which is some promotional thing they're doing with Doom Eternal. But I think right. like they've had like those sort of worldwide challenges where it's like, oh, kill, collectively kill 10 million demons. So logging into that helps. It's stat track, basically. Right. I believe they've since patched it to turn off the requirement so you don't have to log in now. It's just optional. Uh, I haven't seen that part yet. I mean, I the one thing I noticed when I logged in, so I, I loaded up Doom 1 first, I logged in, played a bunch of Doom 1, then Doom 2 finished. So when I loaded up Doom 2, it just kind of went, oh, you've already logged in on this game. Here, we can just log you straight in without anything else, which was cool. So like Doom 2 and 3, it just launched and logged me in automatically. Right. But like, it's, it's still just weird. Like, it's a game from 1993. It doesn't have any online capabilities. Like, that login stuff just still seems a bit... Why would you put that in there? So I, I mean, like Doom. It's Doom. It's Doom. It's great. Like Doom One and Two, Doom Three. They're all fantastic games, and I love the fact that I have them on my Switch now. 
Yeah, I was gonna say like I like Doom as much as the next guy, but you know, once you played it, you played it. So what 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 is it about Doom fans that you know they just want to get it on everything? Uh, I'm not sure actually. Like I've I've played like Doom one like a hundred times. Like loading up E one M one, I'm like I know this map inside and out. I know where everything is, and yeah, I still enjoyed going around and grabbing everything. I'm still playing through the first chapter. I think I went into the third level and I immediately remembered how to get to the secret level from there. Mm. And I was like playing Doom Three. I was like, man, this opening takes a while, but once like the invasion starts, this game really holds up. Although I, I'm kind of disappointed. It's the BFG edition, which was like a re-release from 2012, because it includes the armor-mounted flashlight. Whereas old Doom Three, you had to holster your weapon to swap to a flashlight, and I thought that was a more interesting way of doing it. It kind of undermines all the darkness sections when you have that. Mm. But mm. I like, mean, hey, it's Doom. I love Doom, and. Just can't wait for Eternal. I'm so excited for it. Yeah, as someone who fucking loves Doom 2016, that is still probably one of my favorite shooters to go to. Oh, it's there's, so good. Yeah, there's just something about this inherent replayability where, like, yeah, the levels are always the same. You know exactly where every power up is, and you know exactly where every demon's gonna spawn. But it's just the physical act of playing it and maneuvering around the demons, shooting them in different guns with different guns. You know, it's it's just very wholly satisfying. Yeah, you know, like even beyond your first playthrough, it's just a good feeling. Like, there's a reason they updated Doom 2016 with an arcade mode. That's literally just they turn every level into a streamlined version of itself, so you can just run through it as fast as you can and see if you can beat it in a certain time, gather enough points, etc. Yeah, it's just to double down on that more competitive side of things, speed things up, and turn it into a more challenge. Yeah, like scoreboard stuff. It's like it's just perfect for that because the way that game plays, yeah, just being absolutely insane. And um, God, I just—I I think I'm still surprised at how good Doom 2016 turned out to be after like all of the stories about its development. Same being like a mess, how they had this other Doom that was very like Call of Duty that they then scrapped, and then suddenly they started a new one. It was like, oh wow, this is one of the best FPS campaigns in recent memory. And I remember that during it. That was the first time Bethesda was doing that thing where they weren't sending out rele- uh, review codes either, so everyone was thinking, yeah. oh. It's going to be yeah. shit. I That's, remember yeah, that. Because everyone probably, they probably didn't know what to make of it and didn't know how people were going to react. Yeah. And then when everyone turned out to love Doom, they tried to use that as justification for it. Which is not, not really a fair justification, but whatever. No. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm just as excited for Doom Eternal. And I know they're planning to do a lot of lore stuff with Doom Eternal. And they're actually going to yeah. answer whether or not the Doom Slayer is the same person or character as Doom Guy. So yeah, that's that's the thing I'm most interested in is if they come out and confirm that, that'd be pretty amazing. Yeah, as long as it doesn't like break up the action, because that's what made the uh, Doom 2016 special. It was just like nonstop action with a little bit of story, but like barely anything to wait. There's a story. Here's here's the thing. It's kind of like Dark Souls in that there is definitely a very I wouldn't say deep story, but there's a pretty decent story in doom 2016 it's just hidden a bunch hidden behind a bunch of like intel you know logs and audio logs and reading and stuff like that yeah Yeah, there's just uh, a lot of law and codex entries that explain the world basically and the doom slayer doesn't give a shit about that but (laughs) you 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 as the player might so i i'm fully believing that what they're going to do is probably take a similar approach where 
like I, I still very much remember in doom one there's like that scene where or doom 2016 there's that scene where you're like at a computer bench and some dude's like trying to or no you're in the elevator and some dude's trying to talk to you and the doom slayer just fucking ignores them <laughs> you know he doesn't just like, ignore him he smashes the screen so the guy can't talk to yeah, him yeah he smashes the screen smashes the intercom <laughs> and then he goes in the elevator cracks his knuckles pulls out the shotgun <laughs> And then you're like, yeah, this is a fucking doom. I game. mean, that's one of the things I love the most is like they're, they're trying to make a story and they're like, here's obviously shady guy that can't be trusted in the game immediately. Just like, yeah, fuck him. Like he tries to contact you on that screen and you just shove it out the way and walk off. Right. So <laughs> the gameplay like was brilliant. Right. So the gameplay is that you don't give a shit about the story, but there's still one there. You know, you talk about like the portals to hell and the whole search for infinite energy and all that kind of stuff. So... I'm hoping yeah, but it doesn't get in the approach. way of the action. Exactly. I think it's going to be something yeah. similar. Yeah, I didn't give a shit about the story. I was just shooting stuff. I mean, yeah, like, the central story is just kind of telling you where you're going next and why without like really lengthy cutscenes. It's just like, hey, you just need to go here and do this thing. And so you just tear through the demons on your way to there. There's maybe like five or ten seconds of a cutscene before you're just back to blowing up everything. And if there is a cutscene, it's pretty badass. Like they've released that one for Doom Eternal where the Doom Slayer gets like he needs to travel somewhere like interplanetary travel. So he finds oh. a cannon that's supposed to shoot like he's supposed to get in a little ball and it shoots the ball out to the planet. And he's just like, fuck the ball. Just shoot me directly. Like, I'm just going to yeah. get in here fetal position. Just launch me. And he still lands on his feet with like maybe a slight stumble after smashing through a wall or something. Yeah. God, I, I just Man. love how unabashedly badass the Doom Slayer is. Yeah, <laughs> like there's there's so many like these tropes they use around him are really cheesy. That he's this unstoppable warrior who hates demons, but there's something about the way that game does it that just makes it really fun. Mm-hmm. Like makes that character really entertaining, even though like a lot of his backstory is kind of just really standard and generic. But they just I mean, they have it- a way of doing it that makes it really fun. Yeah, because the Doomslayer's backstory is literally like he was stuck in hell for so long that he killed so many demons <laughs> that the demons are scared of him. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. His, yeah. His backstory is he's angry, he hates demons, and he just kills them. They yeah. they got scared of him and trapped him in a tomb until Doom 2016 begins. Exactly. Uh hey Austin, what did you bring to the table this week? Yeah, so um I'm just gonna have an excuse to talk about three houses. Um, yeah, I figured although, you would. <laughs> although this is really good news, and um, also kind of surprising, like I really underestimated the popularity of Three Houses. Uh, it sold pretty much double the amount that Awakening did, um, which is an incredible achievement. I don't know how much that is exactly, but for Fire Emblem, that's good news. I mean, this is basically Fire Emblem's Breath of the Wild moment. Yeah, oh, it definitely is. Well, in, except in, for Zelda was still popular before then, too, but, you know. I mean, in gameplay terms and Breath of the Wild kind of, uh, you know, exceeded everybody's expectations um, and expanded the gameplay much more than anybody could have imagined, and this is the same thing with Fire Emblem Three Houses. Oh, yeah. I mean, and what I do like is that it's still... At its core, it's still definitely a Fire Emblem game in the same way that Breath of the Wild at its core is still a Legend of Zelda game, right? Mm -hmm. Where there are a lot of things you will recognize, lots of classes you'll recognize, the gameplay is largely similar, 
but there are a lot of quality of life updates and then basically persona in the game or Hogwarts. Right. Yeah. So now you're talking my language <laughs> as someone who has never, who has not played a Fire Emblem game and knows almost nothing about them. Look, Persona, Hogwarts, and have you played like Final Fantasy Tactics? No. All right. Well, Persona and Hogwarts. My experience with JRPGs <laughs> is extremely limited to Persona. And that's about it. That's it. That's the bro, one. Bro, bro, I got to introduce you some crazy shit then oh god neptunia hyperdimension neptunia is that the one oh yeah that's one of the ones i was thinking yikes <laughs> mike is the guy just tell me i seem to be getting into like japanese games a lot more recently like sona than yakuza and uh danganronpa are all games that i played like franchises that i played for the first time and just love like, oh, i just finished judgment yeah all three of those are great franchises yeah, dude, there are a lot of good Japanese games out there. And what's what's weird is that they more often than not, Japanese games take a very narrow approach compared to uh, Western developed games like Western yeah. developed is all about. Here's this big ass world like, hey, you remember ancient Greece? We just remodeled the entirety of ancient Greece and you get to walk around in it as an assassin, but not really an assassin. Yeah, like this. <laughs> and, my problem with Western games now is I'm just getting so bored of this. Here's a massive open world and loads of stuff to do. And I'm just like, yeah, but. Your idea at this point is just, hey, just go do stuff, I guess. You know, the story might happen eventually. And I'm just like, you know, I like it being a bit more straightforward, maybe having a bit of direction than just, hey, go do stuff for a while. Mm -hmm. Like I've I've tried to play Origins and Odyssey and I just can't get into them. I've maybe played for about an hour and I'm just like, just not feeling this. But then it's like like playing Judgment. I I just finished Judgment and I just... It's just very straightforward. It's like, here's where you need to go to do the main story. But, you know, if you go over here, there's probably some weird, funny side case. Or if you I go can over just here, go play darts. You, you can chase down a panty thief. Ass catch him. Yeah. You can chase down those, an ass catch him. Those twisted trio things were probably my favorite part of that game. Those side cases were hilarious. Like, legit, ass catch him is still my favorite thing to come out yeah. of Judgment. I've, I've yet to beat it, <laughs> but ass catch him is so good. I was so annoyed when I was putting my review together that I couldn't find that part. I was oh. sure I recorded it, but I couldn't oh. find it. No matter how much footage I dug through. Well, uh, the only one... I was going to say, it sounds like uh, you would also like Fire Emblem. Just saying. Because if you like that part of Judgment, it, it, Fire Emblem, there's still a lot of stuff to do, but it, you know, you have one track. It's linear. So uh, it's just how... You, how um, you spend your days until you do the next mission. So I think you'd like it. Yeah, I definitely plan to check it out whenever Enjoy. I have money, which is very rare that I, I have money at all. Same. Yeah, rip. So, uh, yeah. Viewers, let's start a crowdfund campaign. Let's get him some money for three houses. <laughs> let's get let's get Luke <laughs> to play three houses. Yeah. <laughs> if sixty I'll, people I'll, give one dollar. I'll write a live blog of my experience even going into my first Fire Emblem game. Perfect. Nothing can go wrong. Yeah. I mean, I will say Fire Emblem can be a very daunting game because let's let's not forget it is a hard game. You know, even like if you're new to it, even with three houses of people saying it's a very easy game, you're still probably going to lose some units on your first play. Like that's just kind of how it is, you know? Oh, sorry. I've, I've played XCOM. I'm used to loss. Yeah. Although with XCOM, can't you like recruit more people? 
or like create yeah, more units. Like yeah. the, you lo- if you have like units that are really high rank and have got loads of experience and skills, then you lose that stuff permanently. Yeah, right. so are you going to let these poor 15 and 16-year-olds die permanently? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, right? With Fire Emblem, you can't create more units. You just have the kids. You can uh, recruit right. a few more, but you, there's a finite um, resource, basically. <laughs> Children are a finite resource. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's, there's so many childless millennials at Disneyland nowadays. There's apparently a problem. Oh, God. Kids. I think that's a discussion for another day. Yeah. <laughs> that we need to have. Uh, so basically, TLDR, Three Houses is a good game, for sure. And, and it's sold. And, and Black Eagles is the best house. No. Moving on. <laughs> nah, I'm more of a hopeful puff myself. So Golden Deer. Actually, real talk, Golden Deer is, like, I really wanted to side with them. Their, their leader is actually a pretty cool character. You mean Hufflepuff? Yeah, Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff yeah. yeah. The the Hufty Duffs, yeah. The Hufty um, <laughs> I've got a story here for y'all. Um, I didn't think you'd bring one. Yeah, same. Uh, <laughs> so, question. Uh, how many of you guys like Mario Kart? Um, I, I like Mario Kart. Well, yeah, fuck I Mario like- Kart. Mario Kart's nothing compared to this game I'm about to tell you about. The hell, oh, man? I think I know what you're about to talk about. Yeah, I think I well. know what you're about to go to. <laughs> Garfield Kart Furious Racing. Oh, yep. yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Step sad, Mario Kart. I love that. It's not just like this is a sequel to Garfield Kart. Furious Racing is the name of it. <laughs> like, there are many adjectives I associate with Garfield. Furious is not one of them. <laughs> I mean, have you seen that weird comic? Garfield minus Garfield? No, the one where he like kills John or something. Did did Jim Garfield Davis write that? No. Oh. <laughs> but it's creepy. I mean, sure. Yeah. So I want to say there was one comic where they made the guy who owns Garfield drink like dog cum or something. This yikes! Something I've heard. <laughs> the fuck. So look it up. I'm not joking. This is something I've heard. I think like when Giant Bomb were playing loads of. Uh, Garfield games. This was a panel they discussed at one point, and they couldn't remember whether it was real or not. Mm. Are you sure that wasn't from a fever dream? I mean, In some ways, Giant Bomb is a fever dream. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing, guys. This is going to come with 16 tracks that are quote unquote iconic circuits from the <laughs> universe of Garfield. And I want to just do an exercise real quick. Can we just go around and name some iconic locales from our favorite comic strip? Uh, the uh, only one I can think of would be the, maybe the tree. I, I, I saw this one movie when they were in like Britain or something, maybe. The Tale of Two Kitties. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> 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 Yeah, lest we forget, there's a live action. There are two live action Garfield movies out there with a CGI Garfield. I'm pretty sure I was young enough to go and see the first one in the cinema when it first came out. I think my dad took me. Yeah, I don't Bill remember Murray, anything right? from it. Oh yeah, other than that, it's Bill Murray just not giving a fuck in half hours <laughs> yeah. watching the entire thing. But yeah, this this game is gonna come out 
three days before Death Stranding. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's the, what is that November 5th maybe so look I'm not saying that Kojima has his days numbered but I'm pretty sure no one's gonna buy Death Stranding because of this game I mean nobody was gonna buy Death Stranding to begin with let's be honest yeah to- totally totally no <laughs> oh. totally I mean, you think I'm going to trust the man who named a character Hot Coldman? I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> or a game with a character that dies every one twenty minutes, every twenty one minutes, and has to be yeah. resuscitated. What's his yeah. name? Heartman. I, I think, think yeah, Heart I think his name's Heartman, and he's yeah, heart stops every twenty one minutes or something. God, look, I, I think we've talked about this before on the podcast, but November 2019 is a very stacked month for this year. Like you've got Death Stranding, obviously, Pokemon Sword and Shield, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Doom Eternal, Shenmue 3. Why? Oh, Shenmue. Mm-hmm. Everybody's getting that too. Yeah, absolutely. True. You Why would me. you release Garfield Kart Furious Racing on this month of all months? Bro, it's going to take over that month. All the kids <laughs> are going to be asking for it for Christmas, man. Oh, yeah. True. Before you know it, they're going to stop playing Fortnite and then we're going to be playing Garfield Kart. And then we'll see world tournaments with Garfield Kart. Yeah. Odie's going to be OP. OD, more like OP. <laughs> OPD. Oh, yep. O to P. O to P. Look, I, I can't. I still can't wrap my head around the fact that one, this exists. And two, it's now a franchise. There's the Garfield Kart Racing franchise now. I mean, clearly it was good enough to warrant a sequel. Was it, though? Or it performed well enough. There's a part of me that wonders if it's just happening because of the internet's weird obsession with Garfield that's propped up recently. Like, I feel like I'm just seeing more and more Garfield memes and other stuff like in the past few months than I've ever seen in my life. Like, I really want to see, I want to interview the person who does Garfield minus Garfield. Are you all familiar with what that is? Yeah, yeah. I've read that a few times. I love Garfield minus Garfield. I want to interview that person and ask them if they ever thought that by creating this parody comic strip, it would eventually lead us down the dark path to a world where there are Garfield kart racing games. Look out, Mario Kart. It's all over. <laughs> oh, man. There are, too, there are too many car racing games right now. I mean, CTR just came out, too. Like, what, a month ago? Two months ago? Almost? Yeah, I think it was a month ago. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. It's, <laughs> it's just going to get drowned out by all of the games in November. So we'll see how that goes. But... I think that about wraps us up for this week's episode of Project Rusty. Uh, hey, Austin, do you have anything you want to leave the folks with? Follow me on Twitter at Platysaur, P-L-A-T-Y-S-A-U-R. I have a picture of Dudu from Three Houses Dabbing on there, so check that out. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, I'm definitely not following you then. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Nobody else does anyways. Got him. Uh, Mike? Yeah, pre-order your copy of Garfield Kart, Furious Racing. Uh, Luke, anything you want to leave the folks with? Uh, Follow me on Twitter if you want to be disappointed.
that you know we've got a lot of going on here we've got a dabbing and disappointment huh on twitter and i guess <laughs> <laughs> we gotta have uh, diversity on twitter <laughs> that's that's true that's what it's all about yep uh yeah and you can find me on twitter panoptimist p-i-n-o-p-t-i-m-i-s-t uh that wraps us up for this week's episode of project rusty you can tune in next week for another episode and until then see ya